This episode of Off My Shelf contains coarse language and adult conversation. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, my name is Tracy James and welcome to Off My Shelf, a podcast of movies that are, well, Off My Shelf, where we go through my DVDs and talk about the movies in my collection. In episode 69, Mike Suderman is here to talk about the man in the suit, the cat with the beak, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. Welcome! Hooray! <laughs> uh, thank you for joining me on this um, surprisingly gloomy Saturday. I don't know yeah, what's going on outside. Kind of overcast. Yeah, and it's very warm and mm-hmm. humid and not in like any... Well, humidity is never in a good way, so whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, yesterday. Anyway, this is not good content, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I do have to start this episode with a little bit of a disclaimer. Um, I know I seem like I have my shit together and, you know, with my schedules and posting and editing and all that kind of fun stuff, but I am a giant procrastinator and usually I wait to the last minute to watch content before I do this. So it's fresh in my brain and because I'm lazy, um, but this backfired on me this time because my Harvey Birdman CDs, DVDs do not work at all. Um, and I was distressed and I was sad and I went online trying to look for it where I can stream it because I have access to all this stuff and it doesn't stream anywhere in Canada. And A, bullshit. Yeah, that's um, a tragedy. It's a national tragedy. I absolutely it's, agree. It's, it's not. It's, it, anyway. <laughs> not good at all not good at all um yeah because i think it streams on like hbo max in the states but we don't get hbo max in canada we get hbo max stuff through crave but crave doesn't have all of the hbo max stuff it's a whole thing um and then like youtube was like you know watch it for two dollars per episode i'm like i'm not paying two dollars for 10 minutes sorry um but yes so Hopefully, I remember enough about these episodes. Um, And I also did some looking around and got little tidbits and stuff about episodes and things. So hopefully, that helps. (laughs) (laughs) I was able to watch it, and uh, it was enjoyable. I I hadn't... (laughs) return to it in a in a while and uh just re-watching it, i was like oh i used to watch this all the time like i just had it like watched it on a loop for i don't know a couple of years when i was still in college like yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like something to always watch it was fantastic so i'm really happy that uh i returned to it and i just got that nice nostalgic hug again and uh <laughs> And and was still laughing at it. Like some yeah. of my favorite episodes are still the great episodes. And yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Well, I did I did see like watch a couple like clips on YouTube and stuff. They have like a minute here and a minute there from different episodes and stuff. And I gotta admit, I laughed at every single one of them. And I was like, why won't these DVDs work? I want like the pure joy. We need all of it, not just yeah. like one minute at a time. <laughs> like, oh. so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like to me, it's just uh, um, so much more now, like going back to it, I know the voice actors so much better. Like I I know the arc, obviously, of Stephen Colbert, uh, Mm -hmm. but like even Gary Cole, who was on Veep and just fantastic. And like, you know, a million other things, but like uh, 
Oh, what's the, his name? Who does Men Talk the Mind Taker? He's on Community and a bunch of other stuff. He's in Best in Show. I'm blanking. Oh. His name. <laughs> um, I know exactly who you're talking about. I can picture him in my brain, but I do not know what his actual name is. Uh, John Michael Higgins. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I mean, like, but even you have like all of these people that are just classic animation voices you know like yeah. the marsh or whatever he shows up in everything yeah um <laughs> surprisingly like paget brewster of course is in it as bird girl um and she's they just started like an actual bird girl show yeah i haven't ago. i haven't seen it seen any of it yet but i i did check out that they paget brewster they got yeah. her back for the voice which is fantastic yeah, if they didn't, I would have been like, yeah, there's no point to this. I, I'm not. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was one of the major reasons why I was like, oh, maybe I should check it out because they actually got Patrick Brewster, who is yeah. delightful in anything and everything she shows up in. So yeah, so, like it always blows my mind that she spent so much time as an actor on uh, Criminal Minds because yeah. that's where I first knew, like. I didn't make the connection initially when I first started watching Criminal Minds. And I was like, you know, she's really good, whatever. And then I started making the connections that she's actually more of a comedian than a serious actor. And I was just like, are you kidding me? And then I realized, yeah. oh, shit, she's the voice in Harvey Birdman. And then she yep. did, like drunk history. And then she's done voices and other things. And I was just like, oh, she's hilarious. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, uh my wife and I are huge fans of uh, the Thrilling Adventure Hour podcast, uh, which is like, uh, it was old. It, I, I can't actually remember. I think it might be behind some sort of PayPal or no, no, it's, it's a Patreon subscribe. Anyway, uh, back in the day, it used to be free and we would listen to it uh, all the time. And Patrick Brewster was just a regular on that. And so funny with, uh, um, Oh man, I'm uh, blanking on names. This is going to make for an interesting podcast. You haven't seen the show, and I can't remember anybody. <laughs> uh, Paula Tompkins and oh, Patrick Brewster okay. are like the the this this duo in in mm-hmm. the trailer, and they're just fantastic. Well, talking about Paula Tompkins, you brought it up, so I'm allowed to say this. All right, he's doing the official like uh, Star Trek podcast because he does one of the voices on Lower Decks. Okay. Um, so I listen to him all the time. He's great. All right. Um, and like with Tani Newson, and it, they're freaking hilarious. They're so funny. And then it's very clear that Tani knows much more Star Trek than he does because she just takes over like the deep dive in the conversation. Um, but he clearly knows his stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not putting him down or anything. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, but he's great. probably also there for like connective tissue and just like generally keeping the podcast rolling and stuff yeah (laughs) (laughs) to get her out of the the like those deep dives back to (laughs) well i mean i I think if you listen to that podcast you're really into star trek so i guess fine but yeah he 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 makes sure you you don't end up in like some weird rabbit hole you know for sure it's pretty great Yes. Okay, so well, since you brought it up, Star Trek. What's this? Is there are there any uh, Star Trek uh, crossovers directly in? I, is Maurice Lamarche in in Below Decks? Like, is it? Is that it, is a it, that is a good question. Can you even have a car? Can you even have a cartoon if Without Maurice him? Lamarche is? <laughs> that is the real. I stole that question. joke. That's yeah. I saw that joke on the internet. <laughs> 
Uh, let's see. I don't know. Um, despite the fact that I have been trying to look up like little tidbits of information about mm-hmm. the show and everything, I did not bring up check out the Star Trek connection as yet. Okay. Uh, I ran out of time, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, but one thing you, you ran out of time with all that time you saved not watching the show. Well, I literally spent. <laughs> Okay, I literally spent an hour trying to get the like either disc to work. Yeah, yeah. and because right now I use a very old computer with the mm-hmm. DVD ROM in it to to play things, it takes like ten minutes to load, and then you know something opens up, and then it takes another ten minutes to do this, and then a screen comes up all jerky and all eight bitty looking, and then yep. you know I hear some sound, and I try to press play, and then I pause, and then I go back, and then I move things around, and I'm just like, why aren't you working? Mm. Then I take out the disc, put the disc back in, blow on the disc, wipe it down, all sorts of stuff, and just wasn't working. Yeah, and I was like, oh, why are you well, doing this to me? Uh, the same thing happened to to my uh, um, uh, home home movies, uh, <gasps> like the, the movies. yeah the the cartoon, not like my personal home movies, but a cartoon mm. called Home Movies. Uh, uh, those DVDs started getting like worn out and they started working, stopped working a little while ago. Anyway, oh. that's when I learned uh, um, don't trust physical media, uh, back everything up. <laughs> so <laughs> I know when that was happening to me, I was just like, why, why didn't I digitize all of this before this started just in case, yep. Yep. you know, it's not like I, ha- I don't have room for it. I've got lots of room for it. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, it didn't happen. It makes me sad. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Maurice LaMarge oh. does a character on Lower Decks. Lieutenant Drew Pratchett. Much ado about Boimler. There you go. There we go. There's a connection. Easy again. one. <laughs> Easy one. <laughs> All the Star Trek connections are happening right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but we're here to talk about Harvey Birdman. We that. are talking about Harvey Birdman. Yeah. Um, so things I so so one thing I found out, which I think happens with a lot of cartoons, especially cartoons that I really like, you always think they're like crazy long and have like thirty five seasons and eight hundred episodes, <laughs> and you're just like, it was like part of my life for fifteen years. It was the greatest time ever, and then you realize, oh, there was thirty nine episodes over four years. You're like, all right, right, Next. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and and they're only eleven minutes long each. So mm. like, w- w- you know, th- there's maybe like four hours of content total or something. Like, yeah, over the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and it blows no, my that's mind. Not how math works. Never mind. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, just this DVD, if it worked, um, would mm. have just over like an hour and twenty minutes of like episodes, and I was right. like, that's it. Mm-hmm. What? This blows my mind. And like, um, okay, I lied about the the duration because even like just season one was only nine episodes and they were released between 2000 and 2003. That's a long time for nine episodes of a show. That's like Venture Brothers level of uh, release. (laughs) Jeez, that show, I love that show, but it frustrates me and they fought so hard to keep it going and it finally got canceled. But they got four. They got what, seven seasons, I think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, over yeah. twenty years or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, Harvey Birdman was was like started right around the time that Adult Swim became was becoming like the thing that like came out of the similar thing that like where uh, 
Aqua Teen Hunger Force started and uh, uh, the Brack show and whatever the um, Space, Ghost Space Ghost, of course, is mm-hmm. the, yeah, the, which it actually spun off from. But, yeah. Well, it was apparently it was because um, they were actually looking for content and content that was cheap to produce and just make. Um, yeah. And it was easier to buy old stuff because most of this is based on Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Like characters and stuff. And it was easier to buy already designed stuff than get a designer to make something to make a story to like go through the whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, like, of course, definitely these are nothing like the Hanna-Barbera shows. Don't get me wrong. So there was a lot of development involved in everything. But um, but yeah, all that character design and everything, just Hanna-Barbera threw it in there, did some stuff with it. And it was this show, Space Ghost and um, C-Lab 2021. Oh, yeah. C-Lab's the other one. That's a great yeah. one, too. That is a great oh, one. Yeah. It's coming up, hopefully. Yeah, but but yeah, like imagine <laughs> imagine a world where like getting Stephen Colbert and Gary Cole to voice something is like the cheap option, right? <laughs> like <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this is so much cheaper than paying some animators to put together an ele- the equivalent of like a eleven minute flash video where like only yeah. one thing is animated on screen at a time. <laughs> like <laughs> you can watch it. It's just like. <laughs> like, yeah. obviously it improves over the uh uh seasons but like yeah those first few episodes it's like yeah a lot of those first episodes it's like a like a close-up of their head and their mouth is moving yep. and nothing else is moving in the screen or like you know if they walk into a room it's like three frames for the whole walk across a room you're just like yep. what is happening <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's super cheap which is part of the 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 like appeal and like aesthetic of it it's really like uh-huh. uh it, it plays into the whole crazy uh non-sequitur jokiness that that like it reality itself is so pasted together in this show that yeah. like <laughs> like anything could happen and you're like all right whatever <laughs> <laughs> like yeah the, you just kind of go with it you're just like yeah okay? <laughs> the fact that like basically every episode just ends with every like this big laugh whatever happens it's like it's really good it's really ridiculous yeah yeah um so to clarify the dvd box set that doesn't work for me anymore sad face um is 13 episodes it's volume one it's 13 episodes of the show and i realized i did not clarify this with you before because i didn't i don't know why i didn't check into this but after episode nine it goes out of order so there's a couple of random episodes on the end there in season Which two. Which episodes? Um, so there is... I mean, since you didn't watch them, it doesn't matter. I, I could just tell you which episodes I watched. <laughs> we could talk about those, but uh, probably, I'm interested. To so up until... Um, let's see. X the Eliminator. Yeah. Okay, so up Classic. until that point, it's in order. It's mm-hmm. all of season one. That's yeah. Why. But then episode 10 is SPF. Fantastic episode. Is episode, where is it? Episode five of the second season. Mm -hmm. Then it does The Devil in Made Me Do It, which is episode three of season two. And then um, Trio's Company which is episode two, season two, and then the 
uh hold on high speed buggy chase which is episode four not completely that over so it goes two three four and five it skips one okay that's it yeah so so um uh i did end up watching all of those anyway so because okay. I, I just uh i watched the first 13 and then the next one was spf and i was like yeah i'm gonna watch that one uh <laughs> it's one of my favorites okay. um and uh uh but yeah what what's what's 201 then why would they skip that one so that one is called black watch plaid um so to- oh that's a great one yeah uh, uh i wonder why they maybe there's a rights issue or something why they would maybe. skip it yeah so the reason black watch plaid if if you haven't watched it recently or i guess it was never on your volume so uh it um it's fantastic because uh it's i I don't know i was thinking about it a lot over the past uh uh spring uh because uh in ontario we had that like color-coded alerts like like covid um lockdown schedule and then they, they immediately put like toronto into the red zone and then they were like oh actually the red zone's not restrictive enough for um uh like toronto because we're we're spreading even faster so they, they put us on like super like secret double lockdown uh <laughs> which know? was like which was like gray or something yeah i can't remember anyway yeah. but the the episode of black watch plaid is a it, it, it's a it's um a send up of the the um uh terror alert system back at the early like 2000s but it's that um Phil Ken Seven's uh office gets robbed and mm-hmm. then uh he he institutes this all these crazy totalitarian uh uh things and and comes up with this crime alert system which is you know uh yellow orange red uh something else and then black watch plaid it's it's pink polka dots pink polka dots and then black watch plaid on the top and then afterwards he wraps it up a further step to the 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 cover of rush's moving pictures (laughs) 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 the album moving pictures that's it's just like so nonsense but like all i can think of when doug ford's like Oh, you're like the rest of Ontario is is in the red zone, but Toronto is in gray super. Zone. I was like, oh, he's gonna put us into Blackwatch Plaid any day now. Any day now, any yeah. day. Oh, that's that's how deep some of these. The anyway, I watched a lot of Harvey Birdman when <laughs> I was in college. <laughs> and there, there is nothing wrong with that. And I think the thing is, I think shows like this with their crazy fast paced humor and connection to like pop culture. Like I know, I know like the Simpsons has been around and I know Family Guy had been around at this time, but the speed that shows like this put out those jokes and the nonsensical nature on top of like before stuff like Archer came out, like this kind of shit made Archer possible, right? Yeah. It's like the style animation, the kind of jokes and the snappy whatever, they made that possible. And people wonder why our generation is so weird and sarcastic (laughs) and always making references. It's shit like this. (laughs) It just stays in your brain and you just keep going with it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because um, before Archer, he had the uh, show that I'm also blanking on, but uh, it was like a two season, a frisky dingo. 
Uh, oh, Frisky right? Dingo, yes. So, so yeah, like like Frisky Dingo, like you could see all the the DNA of at least the, the early yeah. seasons of Archer, like yes, in there. Right. And but it's it's way more to the um uh um more Adult Swim, more like st- totally zany stuff, like uh people drinking uh retcon juice and <laughs> like, you know stuff like that, like yeah. Um, the, it, the, yeah. one, the one thing that separated risky uh frisky dingo from like the other stuff like this space ghost archer mm-hmm. well now i guess archer fits in there as well because it is properly serialized and right. frisky dingo was so fucking weird that if you missed an episode you would have yeah. it, it's not like you could put two and two together and figure out what you missed or whatever no 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 you were just like wait what yeah what? that's true i i totally forgot about that because i the first time i watched it i like sat down and watched the entire like two seasons yeah. of frisky dingo in one sitting uh-huh. uh like i think i was playing like i don't know i had a lot more free time i was playing like civilization or something and then he just put it on and then like uh, uh you know like it's 4 a.m and then you're like i should go to bed but uh-huh. You know, I don't have any responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> Those were good times. Uh, good but time. but yeah, no, but you're right. Like, I can't imagine trying to watch it on TV mm-hmm. and like missing an episode because, yeah, it, unlike all these other shows we've talked about, Frisky Dingo is, is exactly what you're saying. It's like yeah. so crazy serialized. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was crazy. But the like because it's not like a soap opera you know where yeah it's serialized it's going in a straight line every episode connects to the other but you could miss like six months of it right and watch it you'd be like the status quo is returned to even if it's not yeah, like yeah right whereas frisky dingo you're just like one day they're on earth and you know his son just got kicked out of school and he's weird fine Literally yeah. two episodes later, they're in outer space. There's a giant gun. There's a guy who's dressed like Iron Man in his underwear, shooting other people kind of that look like him, but not quite. And you're just like, how? Yeah. What? What? what how did we get here? Yeah. Why is that guy missing a foot all of a sudden? What, <laughs> you know. Even like the premise of the show changes like four times <laughs> over the course of however, like 26 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> the fundamental what were you doing there's an election arc like, what <laughs> is happening yeah. <laughs> anyway it makes no sense yeah. yeah whereas like shows like harvey birdman it's like yes he's a birdman who's a lawyer and he works at a law firm yeah okay and then every episode is just like he's representing other people you're like okay I, I, for sure though I, I like it was gutsy i think for them to do a two-parter on episode yeah. seven like oh, yeah. seven and eight just be like yeah we're just gonna like our main demographic is like stone teenagers who can't like who have insomnia <laughs> this seems like a good market for like uh serialized content where you have to remember what happened yeah <laughs> like, i love the fact too that the that second episode is like half the episode is the recap from the uh, the first episode yeah just so you don't lose people yep and yep. you're just like well, I guess this is more like a six-minute episode than an eleven-minute episode. Now <laughs> we'll just go with it. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is that is actually one of my favorite ones. That one and um, uh, what is it? Uh, very personal injury. That one. Oh yeah. Yes. 
Yeah, that's episode two. With, that's episode uh, two. Yeah, Apache Chief. Yeah, and the diversity crew or whatever they're called. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, I love um, what is it? The whole Black Vulcan speech when he's on. He's on there. <laughs> Stupid Aquaman. Call yeah. him Whitefish. I tell you, call him yeah. Whitefish. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's uh, electricity in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's also voiced by Phil Lamar. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Who is also in most cartoons? Mm. Uh, yeah, um, but uh, um, yeah, like I, I feel like I, I never connected to the to like obviously Frisky Dingo connected a fair bit with me since I just spent some time ranting about it. But like I, I didn't I didn't connect to like uh, Space Ghost or um, Aqua Teen nearly as much as I did to Harvey Birdman. I think mm. just the f- structure of it like the those first few episodes where they just have a basic like like we're gonna hang all these jokes but there's a basic like there is a Hanna-Barbera cartoon person who needs who has a legal problem there is a trial and then there's an end like just just having that basic structure like allowed I think them to build a mythology very quickly and just like it I don't know for me it, it worked a little bit better because it was a that's slightly bit more grounded so that the, mm-hmm. the, the craziness felt more crazy because yeah. there, there was like a constant real world that you could be constantly comparing these crazy things to, to like, you, yeah. you're in a, in a law office and Phil Ken seven is yelling at you about where to sit because he's wearing an iPad. <laughs> he has, <laughs> he has no, no death perception. perception. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah well i think well like the brack show space ghost and aqua teen hunger force are yeah i had the same problem i didn't connect to them either i mean space ghost was essentially like a weird talk show you know Mm. like it was late night talk show like it was just weird um and i didn't i don't know i didn't find the character funny and i didn't find anything happening on it was funny it was just peculiar um, so that right. never connected with me. Uh, the Brack show is also the same thing. It was one of those like weird for the sake of being weird, but nothing mm-hmm. funny actually happened. Um, and then there was Aqua Teen Hunger Force. It was one of those shows where it was like they tried to have that same kind of formula like Harvey Birdman where it's like, we're a superhero team. Something's going to happen and we have to save the day somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. That was the structure. But, like, it was just so gross, I think is the proper word for it. Like, it was gross, you know? Like, one of your characters is a weird meat wad and your angry neighbor who looks like, I don't know, what, he, he was, like, sweaty, gross man next door. And, like, everything had to do with, like, things oozing out of stuff or, you know, you know, meat wad getting rotten or milkshake doing whatever. But fries yeah. had the real power. And I don't know, like, every five six episodes was a funny episode but everything in between you're just like why am i looking at this like yeah there was good jokes and certainly aqua teen hunger force i think was more popular like with the mainly dudes <laughs> i would watch <laughs> be watching cartoons with at two in the morning yeah. uh but uh um when i was yeah uh, uh but like it it uh it, it was, yeah, it just didn't connect with me the same way. Like uh, Harvey Birdman is something I would come back to. Um, 
like every few years and just be like, ah, that's funny. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think um, like the absurdist humor movement started around this time as well. And I find it's a very, very thin line when it comes to that stuff for me. Like, like yeah. I know like um, Tim and Eric wasn't started not too long after that. And it's a show that I absolutely hate, but a friend of mine who I love absolutely loves. And she kept insisting on trying to get me to love the show. So she yeah. sent me clips all the time or she'd be like, no, 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 watch this episode, watch it. And I would sit there going, why are you sending? I don't, I don't want to watch them in a hot tub and be weird. Like, I don't, I don't have any, right. this is not working for me, you know? And yeah, I think yeah. it was the same thing with a lot of these shows where like, this was like Harvey Birdman was like a perfect mix, but yep. the others were on one side or other side of that fence. And you were just like, something's not right. Something's not working for me. Can we yeah. not do this anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Tim, Tim and Eric is de- like, uh, um, definitely one of those things where I, I like certain skits, but I can't just sit down and watch the show. Like I need no. to be very like Steve Brule cracks me up every time. I don't, any, uh, he, uh, um, which is John C. Riley's character. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Um, and then uh, like, there's a, there's a few things like the free real estate, you know, became a meme and that one's kind of a funny uh, joke, but yeah, like in general, I, it's not a show I like, but there, there are definitely some classic skits in there that I, yeah. I, uh, I enjoy uh, but yeah like Harvey Birdman also has the extra layer of like double pop culture references which also really helped with me so like mm. there's the Hanna-Barbera stuff uh, obviously but then awesome. like the 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 Flintstones episode where they they do a whole Sopranos opening is <laughs> amazing I forgot about that yeah uh-huh. I I like I can't I remembered it I was like oh yeah the Flintstones episode that's the mob one again and I put, put it on and I was just like the opening, I was like, uh, again, I was, uh, I was like, oh, I forgot how rad this is. Like, and it would have been so topical. Like, Sopranos would have been like top of its game when it at the time yeah. came out. And it was just, it's so great to to watch. Like, this just recut that, like that that Flintstones opening that you know, like I don't know. If I, I watched enough cartoons or Flintstones when I was. A, kid that like obviously like the show is like the opening is deep in my lizard brain Mm -hmm. and so you watch it get recut up you're like immediately engaged which is something that a lot of these other programs couldn't couldn't really leverage so that's one of the reasons why i think harvey birdman yeah uh, so so my brain did a slightly different thing so of course i didn't watch the episodes but i was just going through i was like trying to pick out which episodes reference which properties right and of course mm -hmm. flintstones popped up the flintstones theme song popped into my head but then it warped into the homer simpson version of it and i was just like pop culture ruining other pop culture or is it making it better (laughs) like what is what is happening right now this is this is playing with my brain cut it out yeah <laughs> yeah. I kind of oh, I kind of love it when that kind of thing happens cuz you're just like there's so many layers to it but it's just it's just great. It is just great for what it is. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I like that first arc of 6 episodes where it is very much like uh here's a funny Hanna-Barbera style case. So, you know, the mm-hmm. first one with the the custody battle with the uh, um uh Ray Shannon and uh and Dr. Uh Quentin. Yeah. Or, yeah. And then um 
that you know Shaggy getting busted for smoking weed, uh, and you know, like oh, that's the, that has like it's like a cops thing, right? Like when they yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the all the weird like uh, um, for whatever reason, like anything through a camera in Harvey Birdman is shot in live action, which is totally bizarre. <laughs> so like it, in whatever it is, Black Watch Plaid, there's like he puts all these cameras up and uh then there's just this extended dance sequence about like uh wh- where he's been watching Harvey Birdman waste time at work and it's just like <laughs> it's totally bizarre. They just put a guy in a in a Harvey Birdman costume and took him to the like carnival. And that costume is great. I just have it's, to say it. That costume is so great with the yeah. big foam wings and stuff that just kind of angle to one side for some reason. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. What else did I find out? Um, the opening theme is actually sung by one of the creators of uh, Harvey Birdman Attorney at Law, Eric um, Richter. Uh, which I thought was hilarious. He's got a good voice. He should sing more. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Um, what else? Have they gone? Has the creative team gone to make other things? I I haven't looked into that at all. Actually, I, I have not either. Looking Let's up all see. the the glittery uh, um, IMDb pages of all the voice actors, but not the actual. Yeah. Why would you try to look for anything else? That's just crazy. Let's I mean, see. I was about to record a podcast, you know, there, <laughs> that could be a good motivator, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, let's see. So the Michael Owelling, um, I think his name is. Um, most of it is Harvey Birdman stuff. Okay. Um, and then he's done something called Stroker and Hoop, which I've never heard of. Oh, I watched that. Yeah. What's that one about? Right. Uh, it's like... um kind of like a, a um like a buddy cop show like um what was that they did a remake of it with ben siller and uh, uh oh starskin hutch yeah so it's supposed to be kind of a riff off that um oh. it's got some okay jokes in it um okay. i think it was one season and he also did a tv short called pixie and dixie and mr jinx in harass cat that's a long one I do not know that. Uh, he also, well, he was a writer on Space Goes Coast to Coast as well. Mm-hmm. And he wrote one episode of The Twisted Tales of Felix the Cat from 1996, the remade show, which is actually a lot of fun. I liked that show. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That was my first encounter with Felix the Cat. I did not know it as a property before those me too uh, me too 90s cartoons yeah yeah and yeah that's what he did let's see what the other guy did eric richter let's see bat girl uh bird girl harvey birdman Ooh, he's done some writing on american dad um the marvel mashup miniseries ugly americans oh yeah uh, I forgot about that show yeah it was okay it didn't last yeah. very long. Yeah, it yeah. was it was okay. It was yeah. like it kept I kept wanting it to be better. I was like, this is a cool premise and there's some really neat stuff going on. Mm-hmm. I just oh if it was just like anyway, ugly Americans, yeah. it felt a little 
it just it it was very close to being great but then didn't yeah. make it and then you're just like do slightly better i beg of you and you would be so awesome and then it just didn't do it like kept dropping the ball at the last second or something i don't know what happened yeah the prem it never really paid off on its premise i think that it, yeah. as much as it could which whatever uh, like i'm i'm just a the, it was fine I, I, it was just to, it didn't didn't be, rise to the level of like being a classic yeah yeah so he did that and a stroker and hoop and uh space goes coast to coast pretty much right right that's it yeah so well, well i right. guess they, they've both got work doing bat um bird girl i keep saying bat girl bird girl right now mm-hmm. so that's always good so hopefully yeah. the they'll they'll be able to maintain that kind of like level of like humor and stuff to it, which can be really hard, especially if you put something down for like 10, 15 years and have to go back to it. Definitely. Yeah. And and just like the comedy landscape has totally changed, right? Like yes. Archer exists now. Uh yes. and and is has been huge. Family guy is not f- the fresh new thing. It's anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the the kind of environment here putting that comedy into has been is totally changed people are watching you know there's just more stuff on the internet there's people are watching media differently yeah exactly right so like you you really do have to put something out there that like attracts people to like i have to check this thing out compared to before like you'll they'll watch it at some point because it's on tv right where you don't really have to worry that much about it kind of thing yeah and there, there isn't that like a sense of of um uh like late night on the cartoon network like you might just catch something totally weird and it like you might not see it again for a while or whatever like or or it feels transgressive because it's like you know what what's what's this doing on here like uh and i'm sure they're still doing some of that stuff but it's just not as i don't know like there's something about linear tv that you can leverage where it's it feels a little bit more forbidden or something like that you're getting away with something putting something like harvey birdman on tv mm-hmm. then like you know nowadays you, you put it on netflix and like you're right next to all sorts of different things that are have built off of that that legacy so it's like yeah. you can't just go back to the same same yeah. thing yeah. yeah well yeah i think like like as i've said before many times like i'm a person who still likes tv i like Mm -hmm. tv i like putting it on um like yes you still have to pick something to watch but it's easier to pick something to watch because what's there is there it's already playing something can catch your eye like oh what's this and you go back to it and whatever whereas like when you go on like netflix and stuff like netflix or even disney plus or even like amazon prime it's just random pictures yeah you can watch the trailer but i'm like "Eh, i don't want to watch the trailer you know, and you just see a bunch of pictures and you just kind of pick one and you shrug and you hope for the best, you know. Um, and I think because of that and because of how they use algorithms to curate things, what's presented to you, unless you actually know exactly what you're looking for and you search for it half the time, you're you're going to end up somewhere you're not expecting to end up. And that could be a good thing or a bad thing. It's hard to get exposed to like just generally new things. Yeah. And it frustrates me. It frustrates me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. There isn't the same like, oh, I'm uh, it's 1 a.m. I've just got the space channel on. And then like, oh, there's this weird movie. I have no idea if I'm going to like it, but that's what's on. I mm-hmm. guess I'll check it out. Yeah. Um, there's a like it. I, I find I, I end up re-watching a lot of the same stuff because I know I'm going to like it rather than rolling the dice. That said, I, I have more access to like 
uh, indie horror movies, which I love, like that I can get way easier now that we've got all these streaming things. So it's, you know, it's, it's just a different, different kind of medium, but yeah, I, I know you love TV, especially because when we first signed on, you had some sort of insurance commercial going on at the background. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to bring this up, but they're doing a Star Trek movie marathon today. And I was watching some of those. So they're on generations. So you're missing, you're missing out on it to record this podcast. The sacrifices okay. you make. Exactly. Right. Yeah. The things I do for you and my audience. Oh, it's it's crazy. I know. I know. I'm yep. I, I'm I'm a bleeding heart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the the content must go on. The content must go on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so I have a going back to Harvey Birdman. I have a question yeah. for you. Yeah. So you have the episodes are fresh in your brain. You just yep. watched it, and you also did bring up um, Family Guy just now. It's not fresh. It's not new. Um, and like if you go back to even now, but the earlier the episodes of Family Guy you go to the more I know it was meant to it was it was quote unquote edgy at the time. Now it's just offensive, right? It does does Harvey Birdman content wise age well, do you think? It's a good question. Um definitely there's like a lot of just like assumed homophobia. Uh um so like in the episode where uh um they like he goes to prison with that the two-parter that I, yeah. I said like he marries a dude and that's the only consequence that's actually you know uh he has to live with because everything else turns out spoilers to be a uh um like a, a, a big surprise party practical joke yeah. um so like it's little stuff like that um which I think is is not great but I think overall it's a lot it's a lot better because it's a lot more absurdist humor than like, I don't know, punching down on individuals or like trying to be edgy. Like, I, I don't yeah. feel like most of it's edgy, It's but there's just like a, a fair amount of like, uh, j- yeah, just, just like uh, jokes like that. But yeah. Like- one thing, one thing I remember at this show is like, especially with the, implied homophobia is that they never actually say anything out loud like oh that's gay or don't be gay or whatever Mm. it's just a lot of like two guys holding hands and it's like a oh my god like just like a expression wise and or like reaction music or that kind of thing so so it's not as bad that is true but one thing i also remember is that um phil seban um he is a 60s man pretty much um, and he's kind of an ass. He's always got women around. He's sort of like a uh, James Bond kind of feel to him. Yeah. Now, does that come across really badly as well? Or or is it like they, they skirt the line enough that you're just like, hey. yeah, I don't know. Like there, there, there's definitely a lot of like, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Actually, like I just watched the, the trios company episode where um, uh, it brings back uh, the three, sidekick characters that they gave harvey birdman in the actual adventure cartoon mm-hmm. um and the then galactic like, trio just to- the galactic trio yeah and so like uh gg is repurposed as as the um trainer in the gym and it's implied that she's basically banging everybody um and and but like then moves in and is like weirdly manipulative girlfriend to like 
Harvey Birdman. So like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where there aren't a lot of female characters and the ones that are, are all like uh, hypersexualized or just like, uh, you know, um, co- uh, Daphne showing up in the uh, um, Scooby-Doo episode and Peanut just like really heavily hitting on her the whole time. Like, so like there's some of that stuff. Uh, I think that they probably get a little bit better about it with bird girl, but it's never great. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Like it's, it's not, I think to the same level of like, haha, I'm going to kill my mom that uh, like a lot of family guy early episodes were about like, yeah. Or like, you know punch meg in the face and yeah yeah like like so uh whatever i'm not i don't want to like split hairs or like try to apologize for it but also Mm. not to uh, i i i feel like because like the other things we talked about where it's like most a lot of the humor comes from the the pop culture references and the um and and the absurdity that there's Mm -hmm. less um targeting of individuals but yeah. yeah, like the earlier Potamus uh, side things where he like there's just a running gag where a wall or a door will be blown out and he's like banging an intern like that's more, I think, toxic than the, some of the stuff that Ken Seven is doing. Yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, as you said, like they don't punch down at anyone. They kind of punch sideways or upwards. So it's more uh talk about how people who have even the smallest amount of power abuse it, you know, whether to, you know, bang interns or to make people sit in uncomfortable places. Like it's, it's more about, you know, showing how power corrupts you than anything else. Um, And then you have things like these hyper-sexualized women, but they're, they're called out as being sexualized, but they're never slut shamed or anything. Like it's not disappointing or, they're not yeah. prosecuted for it or anything. It's yeah. That episode ends with Gigi marrying uh, like seven dudes. And that's, <laughs> and <you're- laughs> which is on top of the six other marriages. She says she has had in that episode uh, and none of them divorced. So those are your laws is what she says. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it, 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 in that particular episode, whatever, like she is, actively participating in all of this stuff it's just it I, I don't know for me I, I don't know if I'm I'm definitely not like the best judge of it but like it it does feel like with all of that pop culture stuff uh some of it is just down to uh the lens of how probably those two dudes who created it viewed that pop culture and so they have a bit of a narrower uh view but like I, I, it, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it up there with like early family guy or anything like that in terms of offensiveness, mm-hmm. which is great, which I'm very happy about because like, especially when you watch things with this, this nostalgic eye half the time, you can miss that kind of stuff. Or if it's so blatant, when you, you rewatch it and you see, it, you're just like, Oh no, Oh, don't do that. Right. Yeah. Because because I remember early Family Guy, we used to watch, you're like, oh, it's edgy. You're like, oh, but you're laughing at it. But now you see it, you're like, oh, and you change the channel or you turn it off. You're just like, I can't, 
I yep. can't like especially when I see all of like the early especially the early stuff they used to do the Megan stuff like kick her downstairs literally beat the shit out of her throw her out windows spit on her like it's all of these like hyper aggressive horrible things yeah you have a baby who's talking about killing his mother but he never actually does but like they violently attack her all the time call her ugly all of these things and like yeah slut shames her when she has ear sex and you're just like wait what and it's just very confusing and very weird and so i remember laughing at that stuff but if i see it now i'm just like no i don't need this in my life and i change the channel like it's yep it's one of those things right so it's kind of sad it was my fault it became popular and it's my fault it's falling off now so they're like tracy's not looking at it anymore we're still making it but yeah whatever so why sorry why is it your fault <laughs> uh, I'm I'm one of the people who watched the show that gave. Oh, me I see. I see. Blah, I see. Blah, blah, yeah. Blah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You're the one who who single handedly kickstarted Seth MacFarlane's career. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I'm the one who like I pushed it over the edge. I was like, yeah, just need one more person, and I turned it on, and they're like, there it is. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, if yeah. that hadn't happened, they wouldn't have rebooted Family Guy. It would have um, just gone away. And, yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> you know. There wasn't enough of me to watch more Futurama to just keep it mm-hmm. going and good. So that's that's it's a disappointment. It's sad. It's, it's, it's how you failed future generations. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the other thing I realized, too, is that so I was saying before how this show is very short, but all of the Hanna-Barbera references that this show makes all of those shows lasted like six months to a year on TV in the 60s or 70s. And they are just digging up some some deep, deep references and some shows yep. I have never heard of before in my life. And I was just like, my mind is blown. Like, you guys are crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, um, uh, in the, like, I, f- I feel like the entire episode was probably started with the, this one running gag but the spf episode um which the the legal story of that is um a character called dingling suing for his name rights because it's dingling.biz is a porn site uh and he wants to like you know take back his name rights or whatever I, it's not super clear uh yeah. but there's just a uh um a sequence of where he, Harvey Birdman is just calling a whole bunch of obscure uh, Hanna-Barbera ca- cartoon characters, which have like double entendre or like, uh, like potentially sexual like names. And so yeah. it's just like one after the other of like, to- like no one's ever heard of any of Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot because I need to know at least one more besides dingling. Okay, um, so uh, highriser.com, uh, Motherlode, Galtar, and his Golden Lance, um, <laughs> uh, Fluid Man, and <laughs> uh, Big Duke and Bigger Duke. Oh my Those god, remember, yeah. <laughs> Wow, you remembered a lot. Okay, I did like an hour ago. So <laughs> and it's a funny. It's funny, yeah. But also, funny. I just I I love that episode a lot because the the whole other side of it, which is that it's called SPF because 
Harvey Birdman finds out he might have skin cancer. So he starts covering up and putting on sunblock. But his whole thing is he gets his powers from the sun. So he starts taking bronzer as an analog for like uppers. And so he gets addicted to the to the bronzer and peanut is selling it to him and he ends up selling his parents it's just it's total nonsense and deeply hilarious and, <laughs> yes uh, <laughs> um, so i looked up the his like birdman's origin story like from the original show yeah, birdman yeah. and the galaxy trio and it was shown 19 from 1967 and apparently which i would Besides the episode, the, the SPF episode where he's like, I get the powers from the sun. Yeah. His origin story is crazy. It's what is crazy. It? it says here, an ordinary human who has been endowed with the sun god Ra with the ability to shoot solar rays from his fist and project quasi solid solar shields to defend himself against attacks. He's Egyptian? I'm confused. Uh, I mean, it's an Egyptian god. It doesn't. I don't think he's Egyptian. Maybe not. No. I don't know. But I never would have. I I actually thought he was like he was more like Superman origin kind of thing. Like he's an alien yeah. who gets his power from the sun or whatever. Um, but no, he was endowed with the sun god. Also, it just said there that it gives him the power to shoot beams and she- make shields. It doesn't mention that it turns him into a bird. So <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> that seems a little bit like an oversight. I feel like the wings are kind of the first thing you need to explain when he becomes a bird man. Because like, he was just a normal person who happened to have wings. <laughs> okay, so I looked up the sun god Ra, and yep. he has the head of a bird, uh, the head of an eagle. Okay. So maybe that's what it is. Like he has, he's got his powers. Therefore, he turns into a bird. Right. Himself. Maybe that's right, what right. it is. Yeah. Um, well, so, they're yeah. they're even unclear uh, in the show, and they make a joke about it in uh, the episode X, the Eliminator, because he's hired, uh, voiced by um, what's his name, who is amazing in it. Uh, Pat, wait. Uh, Peter. Mc- Peter. McNichol, yeah, he yes. who's in a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, him, yes, he was in. He's in Ghostbusters too. Ghostbusters yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And in Ally McBeal, and, and in Ally um, McBeal. Dragon Slayer, and in is it Dragon Slayer? It's Dragon Slayer, right? Uh, it's one of the you know, like in the late eighties, they had all of these like weird movies, um, you know, like same time as like Willow and. Um, Escalibur, and they had like this weird, dark, medieval look to them that were kind of weird. I don't know. I kept see- I keep saying weird, and it's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, because Conan was such a huge hit that uh, I did not realize he was he was the voice of X Eliminator. Yeah, yeah. He, he does a few voices on there. Uh, I was right. It was Dragon Slayer. Sorry. Hey, nice. Very excited. Um. Yeah. He. He. Uh, um. What else does he do? Anyway, every every. But he voices is fantastic. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, uh, in that one, he the X Eliminator is hired to to steal Birdman's crest, and he's like, "Oh, that's where I get my powers from." I think uh, <laughs> like, not clear either. But uh, yeah, he's just 
has to get the, the crest on Birdman's helmet. Yeah, because yeah. apparently he forgot he was hired to kill him and then sees him somewhere and then decides to go back on his mission. Yeah, he lost track of him for a whole bunch of years until he saw him, uh, uh, Harvey Birdman, on a uh, uh, like a, a TV ad spot for personal injury law. <laughs> <laughs> Like, See, it makes sense, sort of, all the time, but not really. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite, like, later season episodes is uh, X gets the crest, and he has like this whole crisis of like lack of purpose because he gets the crest, and he's just like, "There's nothing that like is driving me anymore." My like, I thought I would be happier. <laughs> anyway, it's the it's the kind of uh, uh, um, superheroes crossed with. Uh, middle-aged angst that I enjoy. <laughs> I don't know, that, that just reminds me of the whole plot of Megamind, essentially. Like, that's that's literally what it is. He wins, uh, and then he feels melancholy, um, and then he has to make a hero to fight him to have purpose again. And it's great. It's great. I should watch that. I uh, I have not watched it. Yeah. You should. It's actually really good. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy that movie. I love his... Um, general mispronouncing of like um, very regular words like he says instead of school he says shul okay and it's metro it, city it, and he says metrocity you know that kind yeah of stuff. yeah is it it's uh, uh will ferrell it is yes yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's will ferrell tina fey and um brad pitt um and oh my god what's his face uh he uh Fionke? What's his real name? Probably. Oh, uh, 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 that guy. Yeah. Why? <laughs> no, no. Why did you say Fumke? Now I can only think of Tobias. Well, because I couldn't remember his actual name. And that's the name that popped into my head. Uh, Anomia. That's the yes. name of this thing that we are experiencing. Um, and, yes. uh, which is uh, David Cross, of course. David Cross, there you go. Yes, he is absolutely fantastic as Minion. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, cool. Wait, is um, J.K. Simmons in that too? I think he does the voice of the police chief guy. Um, yeah, there's a lot of big voice actors, like right. big actors in it who aren't actually usually voice actors, now that I think about it. Because um, Jonah Hill does the bad guy character as well. Okay. Yeah, it's a fun movie. I, I I recommend that one. I think that's cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of um, there are actually a lot of pop culture references in the movie. Um, a lot of weird little in jokes. Just kind of there's a lot of stupidness in there. A lot yeah. of music gags, which I think are great. Um, yeah, it's fun. Well, it is post post Shrek DreamWorks, so. <laughs> It was <laughs> speaking of where comedy pop culture, yeah. like being frozen in time. Yeah. Yeah. I love like one of the greatest stories from Shrek, though, after it became such a big hit and all this kind of stuff. It came out that like they were working on different projects and stuff. I think it was like, what project were they working on? It was some other project. And oh, was they it Prince of Egypt? Yeah, something like that. And yeah. then, like, if they were doing a shitty job, they got demoted to work on Shrek. And yeah, then Shrek yeah. comes out, and everybody's just like, fuck Prince of Egypt. Shrek! And yeah, yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah I, want, I want Matrix references in my princess kicking movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> I, I, it was yeah. a weird time. It was, it a, was a very weird time. Very weird time. But it was a good time. You got it's still it. one of my parents' favorite movies. Like they watch Shrek Christmas probably every year. <laughs> I've I never seen Shrek Christmas now that I think about it. If if you like the like crowd pleasiest parts of Shrek. Mm-hmm. And just like want somebody to do a real okay job of, of recreating them <laughs> for Christmas, then <laughs> just just get on that train. Yes, well, because I've seen all the movies. I've just yeah. I I don't know. Like I love Shrek. Don't get me wrong. I love the yeah, movies. Yeah. I like the concept, all that kind of stuff. But it's not one of those things where I'm like, I need to dive deep into this. You know, get, right. get to yeah. all of the things Shrek related. Like I've never mm-hmm. read the book it's based on, for example. And a lot of people don't even know what's based on a book they think it's like oh it's just shrek they made it up blah 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 no it's based on a book mm-hmm. um i don't yeah, think and- the book had smash mouth in it though no i don't think so and also yeah. a lot of people forget that that song was actually on the soundtrack on a movie that came out the year before before mm-hmm. it blew up because of shrek mm-hmm. it's mystery men by the way yeah oh okay yeah because if you watch the video for all-star it's mystery men it is not shrek I actually looked this up like two weeks ago because I was That's writing right. something and I, for some reason, I had to know that the, the timeline for Smash Mouth sounds songs coming out, which is a weird thing to have it's to key. know. It was key to, it was actually a key part of my story. And I was just like verifying. I was like, it came out in this order, right? I was like, no, it's this order. Oh yeah, it came out here. And then I spent an afternoon listening to Smash Mouth songs and it disgusted me how many lyrics I still remember from all of their songs that they put out. And I was like, yeah. no, this is, it's like too, there's like a hole in my brain. That's just smash mouth that I think is hidden and grown over, but no, everyone's wrong. Just punches through and you're like, yeah. Like, isn't it, there's like an age at which music just like gets absorbed into your brain and then it's there forever doesn't matter if it's good or not. I have so many new metal songs in my brain that are not ever coming out, no matter how much I try. Yeah. Uh, but like, yeah. Can you imagine just being able to repurpose that for like useful information? <laughs> like, oh my God. Like rezone this brain space for like. <laughs> I have, I have so much wasted space in my brain that I can't sweep out. Like I just can't get rid of that stuff. It'll, you know? It'll be, yeah. It'd be yeah. wonderful. Just it's go just, in there. Just there forever. You yep. know? Yep. Uh, and it's, I don't know if that's sad or if that's good. Cause I'm, I'm a killer at trivia, but don't mm-hmm. ask me to do anything like important. That's yeah. not a thing. No, yeah. no not important information. Just mm. random strange things. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to stop talking about Smash Mouth now. Yeah, please. <laughs> just remember you're the all-star, okay? Just remember that. But I'm skating on thin ice. <laughs> ice getting thin. It's a song about global warming. They were decades ahead of their time. Decades and decades ahead of their time. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else do I know? Um, really, I just put down what TV shows relate to the episodes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what characters from the original series showed up, like the original Birdman series showed up in Harvey right, Birdman right, right, right. Law. So we is, talked about the trio already. We talked about like some of the villains in the class action lawsuit, which is yeah. 
fantastic. Yeah. Um, um, fa- there's a character named Falcon Seven, and then I was just like, "What is this character?" And then I looked up what he looks like. He's Phil Sabin. That's yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, Bird Boy, which is Peanut. Bird Girl was a villain, ah. and it's sort of like um, Smurfette. She's sort of like Smurfette, which I think is weird because she was created. Who was she created by? She was created by. She was created by Dr. Minotaur um, through hypnosis and a super serum and given metal wings. So to def- to I feel def- like metal wings didn't fly very well. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have planes. Those are metal yeah, wings. I feel like they have powerful jet engines attached to them <laughs> to make That's the wings true. go. I don't think it's the metal wings. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think the flapping <laughs> action is going to work very well. Yeah. That's that's um, true, but uh, uh, but also, um, Bird Girl in the show can't fly, so that I guess that's right, yes, <laughs> yeah. But because she's just the daughter of Saban, and then yeah, she's, she's just dressing up as as Bird Girl. She's like because she wants to go around. I think she has a uh, uh, a grappling hook that mm. uh, they play for laughs by making it realistic in that it's really, <laughs> even with a grappling hook somehow it's really hard to climb a rope and scale a tall building <laughs> <laughs> all those shows used to make it look so easy you're just like ah it's there yep. and then you just get to the top just yeah. like what are you it's it's a little metal hook it's mm-hmm. not gonna hook on all of the things right? yeah doesn't anybody remember gym class trying to climb a Stupid, Stupid rope. rope. Oh like, I don't know. I was a tiny, weak child, so like I could maybe get like one rung up off once yeah. my feet were up, and then that was it. I uh, don't think I went to school with anybody who got to the top. Like nobody got to uh, the top. Like I think I it's cr- I, I think it's crazy what they expect you to do. I don't even think like by the time I was there, I don't think they allowed you to climb up to the top. Like I think that they like it. It was a safety issue because. Mm. If you let go from the top, then you're like paralyzing a kid. So that's not good. <laughs> so yeah, until like 1990, they're just like, yeah, go to the top, do whatever you want, and then they're just like, oh, safety regulations, go yeah. halfway. Yeah. 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 How about just not torturing us by making us do that? That would be great. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. That would be awesome. Immerse us into some sort of electrical sludge that could just stimulate our our muscles without. Yeah. <laughs> or what is it like in star wars you have like that water tank thing they just oh, yeah. drop you in to do yeah. yeah to heal you magically i don't i don't know how it works really um why is it in a lot of like future like that one there's um starship troopers they do it as well where to heal people they're immersed in water or liquid of some sort yeah why <laughs> why do you think that's like a thing i don't know uh, yeah it'd be interesting to know where that trope comes from because mm-hmm. like star trek obviously popularized it a ton but like star trek stole or sorry star star wars, star wars. yeah i was getting confused popularized. i was like wait did i miss something in star no, trek no, 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 no. What am I talking about? Yes. No, no. we were talking about star <laughs> trek before <it's> fine. <laughs> uh, no but like star wars obviously like was the huge thing that popularized it but like it, star wars stole from tons of stuff like well like they they uh popularized a lot of stuff that had shown up in weird edge sci-fi stuff like mm-hmm. doing stuff but uh um anyway it'd be interesting to track the trope of that particular like the history of that particular trope because yeah that's weird 
Let's thing. see. The book Starship Troopers came out in 1959, so maybe that's where they stole it from. Maybe, um, uh, yeah, but it, the book is very different from the from the movie. Like, they, I don't, I don't know if there's a submerged uh, healing thing in there. It might be. But, I don't know. Um, I've never, yeah. I, I've never read the book. My knowledge of Starship Troopers is purely from two of the movies and the TV show, not the three and four really bad stuff that came after that um so yeah i've never read the actual book but i mean there's still you know trooper guys going into space and killing bugs that's still a huge part of it so yep yep yeah it's just the specifics of like that visual of somebody healing while being suspended in a vat of goo is like i don't don't know if that specifically appears in the book or not but uh yeah in my brain there is another franchise that did that as well and i can like it's like pink goo and i cannot you know when you could see it but you can't see it at the same time so you can't place it yeah and i'm trying to think of like what if i remember i'll, I'll put it down but yeah yeah anyway I figure that out. yes everybody go to tv tropes you didn't have anything to do today <laughs> yes go check it out yeah <laughs> being suspended in goo that's always fun um and what else and then yeah i put i don't know i put little notes per episode because episode one mm-hmm. johnny quest we already talked about that episode yeah. two if you don't know apache chief and black vulcan were part of the super friends so they're from the super friend show um episode three was of course scooby-doo but the full title of the show has never been scooby-doo it's scooby-doo where are you exclamation mark which huh. i thought interesting wait ex- where are you exclamation mark not yes. question mark not question mark it's exclamation where mark. where are you declarative huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i thought was really strange <laughs> uh episode four has to deal with you know it's yogi bear and boo boo um yogi that bear- is fantastic uh the whole unibubu unibomber thing i forgot about that oh man it's so good uh we um at the house where i was living at uh when i was going to college we we had like somebody brought in an old typewriter at once and then i just came downstairs one day and somebody had typed out picnic basket and then with the with the offset t which is like very specific (laughs) to the whole criminal case in that episode it was good yeah like yeah the the yeah, when you live with people with the same mindset, hilarious yeah. things will happen. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's the origin of one of the like recurring, like Phil Ken Seven has a lot of these uh, recurring like jokes that he just says over and over again, and one of them is cookies on dowels, which is where that is a ha cookies on dowels, and it's because uh, the Unibubu is sending uh, uh, booby trapped uh, cookie bouquets. The places but then throughout the entire series every once in a while phil ken seven will just say haha cookies on dallas so that's beautiful i love it <laughs> harvey birdman talk oh god I, i'm probably just gonna have to either buy a new dvd set or or get a digital copy somewhere and just watch it because i need i need to relive all of this i do i really really do I'd recommend it. Yeah, it's yeah. good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. Yeah. Um, but also, another fact about Yogi Bear, he made his first appearance on the Huckleberry Hound show, if you didn't yes. know. 
I think uh, I vaguely remember that because it was a spinoff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so episode five, apparently the show was called Jabberwaw, which Jabberjaw, sorry, which I had never heard of before in my life. Um, because I, I legitimately thought the band that they made up, like I knew one of them had to be a Hanna-Barbera character or something, but I didn't right. realize the whole band was, and it was a whole show. It lasted like five months on TV in 1976. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably like, ah, well, let's just try to make another, uh, um, I guess it wouldn't have been Gem and the Holograms. What, what was the... Uh, Josie and the Pussycats. Josie's the Pussycats, yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Apparently... According to the Wikipedia page, the Wikipedia oh. page I skimmed. Yeah. Per- not not perused. I keep I keep using perused wrong. I skimmed. Um, it actually came out because they wanted to get on the popularity of Jaws, and that's why the main character Jabberjaw is a what? Shark. That's some mind bending. Like we're talking I, about, oh! I read the line like five times. I was like, "What? No, that can't be right." You. It was a response to the popularity of Jaws. That's why he's a shark. Because okay, so let's. I'd like to unpack this if you don't mind. Okay, <laughs> go right ahead. Jaws is popular. Yeah, but it's R-rated, so. That's one thing. First okay. is mm-hmm. like, so we're going to make a kid's cartoon show tying into this R-rated movie. Two, uh, even if you like Jaws and were a kid and watched it and whatever, I don't think the shark is who you're like, it's a villain. You don't want like, you know what I want is to see more of that shark and to really hear the shark story. I want the shark <laughs> side of Jaws, right? Like I, I want I want a show that has a sympathetic shark who also plays music on as a part of a band. Yeah, with four teenagers who like to go to the beach. I don't I don't know. I would have loved to take whatever TV money they were making that time. Like just Seriously? like 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 you just you come up with the the premise of the show before lunch and you yeah. go take the day off. It's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I know most of the stuff on Wikipedia is vetted every once in a while, and yeah, yeah. people look into it. So there's there's probably I, a truth to that information, but I a weird sure. and wacky place. Like I, I don't actually have that hard a time believing that that happened well i mean just based on looking through just these episodes of harvey birdman and looking up the shows they were putting out a new like a completely new show with new characters once every six months for like 10 years yeah and a couple of them stuck that were a little bit longer but most of them came out for like 20 episodes over five months and that was mm-hmm. it so like they were they were sniffing some on some kind of drugs on another planet whatever but they were just coming up with the things and i think this was just like uh i don't know sharks are popular we'll see the pussycats are popular sharks and bands together yeah. done 
It, it strikes me like in the Simpsons episode where Poochie comes along. They're like, uh, <laughs> call, call it something like uh, Poochie, but, you know, uh, more edgy. <laughs> and they're like, so Poochie fine with everybody? Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. You just watch some like executive walk into the room. It's like, make something to do with sharks. But, uh, you know, that appeals to kids. It's like, uh, so a shark hangs out with kids? Yeah, all right. <laughs> Check mark and to the drawing board. We're good. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, kind of Barbera had, had like pioneered the, the soup, like the ability to make super cheap uh animation for cartoons right like they weren't yeah. they didn't have to do the crazy intensive disney stuff mm-hmm. because they they would design their characters so that you could only you you only had to animate like a tiny fraction of of the screen at any given time that's why like yeah. uh yogi bear has his uh um uh collar so that like when he turns his head they don't have to animate the rest of his body <laughs> like yeah. all that stuff it's, yeah uh, so like that they it, it makes sense that they would be trying to play to that strength of just like whatever ideas, spaghetti against the wall, maybe something will turn into <laughs> something a, will stick at some point. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get another Yogi bear and then like live off that for, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years. Yeah. And they kind of did do that, which was great. I mean, like when you think about it, a lot of the shows that they reference are shows that, you know, just fine. You know, we got Flintstones, you got Yogi bear, you got Scooby-Doo, you got um, Johnny quest, which are and super friends, which are big yeah. shows that are still in. I don't know if they're in our lexicon anymore, but like John, like Johnny quest and super friends kind of like fell, but Scooby-Doo and Yogi bear Flintstones. Yeah. They're still, they're still very much around. Mm-hmm. Um, because aren't they? They're currently doing a Scooby Doo show, aren't they? I'm I feel, sure they yeah, are. and it was just a new movie. Yes, there, was, that's right. There's Scoob, the animated one. Yes. Yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think that there's been any Flintstones material recently, but that's. I think it's still like one of the most popular brands of like children's vitamins, mm-hmm. um, which is a weird legacy. Yes. Uh, we all we all have all of us have had were given Flintstones vitamins at some point in time and yeah. then ate it like candy for a while. And our parents yeah. were like, why are there no Flintstones vitamins <laughs> left? Oh, I thought it was candy. And then they stopped buying it for us. So that's just what happened. Which is funny because I mean a lot of these shows we're talking about are from the 70s, but the Flintstones obviously is so much older. old enough that uh like i think there were cigarette ads in the flintstones yes there were (laughs) so (laughs) you know for for it to have evolved into a partially healthy vitamin (laughs) it's mostly sugar which is why kids eat it like candy but you know whatever (laughs) uh so the flintstones originally aired between September 30th, 1960 and April 1st, 1966. Yeah. Um, but based on the fact that there's no reruns and stuff, that was probably like 8,000 episodes. I don't know. It's crazy. Oh, it's only 166. That's a lot lower than I thought it was going to be. Don't know why. <laughs> Again, it's one of those things where you're just like, no, 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 there's got to be thousands of these episodes. And you're just like, there's yeah. 12. You're like, that's, a, that's crazy. That's right, crazy. right, right. Though, yeah, one of the jokes in the Harvey Birdman uh, Flintstones episode is how frequently they use the trope of him getting hit on the head with something heavy and then like being 
another character for that one episode. So like he would just take on another persona so that they could have it, you know, whatever like sitcom trope they wanted to they want, do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which when you think about it, it's kind of crazy. I don't think that yeah. would work anymore. Probably not. Apparently there was a population to bedrock. It's 2,500. FYI. I think it's seen in the, like there's, it might be in the opening. There's a, Oh, is there like a sign? Sign might be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was like, wow, they got they got deep on this wiki. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, when did the stupid um, alien come in? That's what I want to know. Ooh, I hated that thing. As soon as that thing appeared, I was just like, "What? What are you doing?" Yeah, was that in one of the reboots, or did that come out like in the sixties still? The Great Gazoo. Yeah. It might have been in the 60s because there might have been when they started like having the Jetsons around and try to like revitalize yeah. stuff. Maybe. There's only so many Honeymooners episodes you could rip off. <laughs> yes. Um, no, there's way too much reading here. I don't want to read more. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> but as far as I can tell, it was at the end of the original run. Yeah. Um, and until... Even though that was only six years, it was the longest running network animated show until The Simpsons, which obviously The Simpsons beat it by a long shot by now. Yeah. Because they're what on season 34, 33? Something like that. Yeah. Because like they keep. Oh, I don't I, you know, I'm not going to talk about The Simpsons right now. I can't do it. Not, not going to do it. It breaks my heart. There was literally a time in my life I'm like. The Simpsons can never end because it's the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Now I'm just like, just, just, just end it. It's already dead. Just let yeah. it go. If people are still getting fu- finding it funny, I have no problem. It doesn't. But I, I also don't watch linear TV, so I, uh, it's not <laughs> taking up space yeah. anywhere in my brain or in my media environment. So yeah. like, it, it's fine. Well, I think that's my problem is that every once in a while I see The Simpsons on and I stop and I watch it. And then I realize, oh, this is past season 15 or whatever. And I sit there watching it and I'm just like, this is horrible. Why are you doing this to me? And then I watch the whole episode. But who's doing it to you? It sounds like you. I'm doing it to myself. Yes. And that's what really hurts. (laughs) Badow, badow, (laughs) badow. We're all going to just lie down on the sidewalk and just just, just yep. let it wash over us. Just let there it you happen. go. Only 90s That's kids. Only 90s kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> From that depressing note. Um, all right. So, 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 okay. So seven. So episode seven and eight, that is... Uh, the one where it's his, like he goes to jail and whatever. Yeah. Uh, so what I thought was really funny with Blue Falcone, um, mm. he was actually on a show called Dynamut, the Dog Wonder. So it was about the dog. Yeah. And that he was the dog's owner and he was the secondary character. And I was like, that makes it even funnier. Yeah, I skimmed so, it. It looked a little bit like a like a a um uh a little bit like a inspector gadget kind of thing where like the 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 dog just can do any mechanical stuff to make fun cartoon stuff happen and Mm -hmm. then like there's some human that very slowly moves the plot along (laughs) 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 because you have to be like why is this dog here oh this guy brought him you're like oh okay that's that's fine (laughs) yeah 
clearly underdeveloped and they they <laughs> they they do such a fun riff with him and yeah and well, the thing is, so like after checking that show out, I was just like, oh, that makes so much sense in the context of Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, where you find out Blue Falcon doesn't do anything. It's the dog does everything. So yeah. when he dies, it's a big deal. And then you realize, oh, this is why. And then it's just funnier that way. Yeah, it's so like the the humor stands alone in the episode, but also it's so weird that they're actively referencing the shows that nobody watched that they're repurposing the, the things from. They're like, ha all the all, all the Dino Mutt fans are gonna really they're gonna love this. Out of this second layer of uh, of meaning that yeah. we're we're baking into our episode of Harvey Birdman attorney of law. <laughs> Oh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. It's really uh, good. It's so good. <laughs> well, yeah. that's why, I, like, even though I didn't get to watch the shows, which really sucked, but mm. looking into the shows, like the background of the shows and where the ideas came from, which is something I've never done before because I took the show on face value and just laughed along with it, even yeah. though it was very clear there's lots of layers to it. But like finding all this stuff out, I was just like, oh, it makes it so much funnier now. Now I really have to go back and watch it. Like I need to see these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it starts out where it's like, uh, you know, oh, haha, Shaggy is kind of like a stoner. Wouldn't it be funny if they thought he was a stoner, right? Like there's not a ton of layers there. Uh, so like it, 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 it doesn't present as something that you like need to do homework for. And you certainly... Mm to do homework to enjoy it but like it's it's funny that they do have those tie-ins if you go looking for them yeah yeah it just it just adds more to it which is awesome um so then the next episode so this is where it goes all over the place so it skips to season Mm -hmm. two episode five which is spf Mm -hmm. um and um so dingling is actually from the huckleberry hound show okay so so there's that um, and then go to episode 11. So, which is, hold on, which is, okay. So the thing is on the DVD and then the, the show listing, they have different names. So I have okay. to check them out. <laughs> so the next one is the devil and made me do it. So yeah. this was about like the, it was a cartoon called Devlin from 1974 mm-hmm. it was on tv for five months um had like 17 episodes i think it said and, and yeah, it's about the stunt driver guy straight straight up ripped off uh oh now i can only think of uh super dave but the same person super dave is ripping off evil knievel of course evil knievel, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is when you were saying like what's his name i was like um super dave and then i was like no 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 super dave would have been after this <laughs> <laughs> yeah super dave which uh you know sprung uh fully formed from the head of its creator not a reference to anything <laughs> not a reference to any- he's a complete original that's exactly what he is he's fine yes <laughs> um let's see episode 12 which was trio's company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the characters are from the the atom ant and secret squirrel show from 1965 right. um that was a longer one that one was like two years okay um, they have qu- quite a few episodes 
but yeah, I didn't know Adam Ant and Secret Squirrel shared a show. I had known about Secret Squirrel before. And then episode 13, which was High Speed Buggy Chase. Yes. Was a show called Speed Buggy. Yep. Which I had never heard of. I've never heard of that show before. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, probably Speed Racer wasn't a thing. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe what kind it of was crossover it was. Well, let's see. Hold on. Let's, or see. like whatever they sent, uh, Hanna Barbera executive to Japan to just rip off their shows or something like it could be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Speed Buggy was on in between September 8th and December 22nd, 1973. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very short show. Yeah. Uh, 1973, so Speed Racer. No, not the movie. Let's see. Speed Racer or Mac Google was in 1967 to 1968. So I'm assuming they ripped off Speed Racer. Yeah, I just, I don't know how much like American crossover would have happened when there was only like four channels on TV. I don't know. That's true. Yeah. But uh, uh, like presumably, whatever. Uh, Like it was completely different anyway because Speed Buggy was still... uh, like teens solving problems stuff mm-hmm. like the rather they seem to like fall back on that a lot which is just like take whatever premise of the show is and then put some extra teens in there probably solving a mystery yeah <laughs> well so what's funny about like speed- with a shark oh, with a shark yes <laughs> <laughs> It's like, hey, we need a show about a shark. Okay, uh, so we put some crap solving teens in there. <laughs> Add a shark. Done. Done. Love it. It's going to be good. Buggy. All right. Yeah, we get a buggy. It's anthropomorphic. Uh, yeah. We can yell at it to do stuff. Also, I don't know, probably some teens who uh, solve, solve mysteries. Solve some crimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, like most of the stuff, surprisingly, I know, like I, I'd known about Speed Racer, like my whole life, I've, I've known about Speed Racer, but mm. I never really watched the show because A, it came on, it was on way before I was born. And then again, with very small, you know, time on TV available, it wasn't on very often. So you didn't get to actually see it. Yeah. Um, so most of my knowledge of Speed Racer comes from the Wachowski's version of it from what 2008 i think it said mm-hmm. 2008 so i mean there was a slight mystery element in there because of racer x or whatever but right. I, don't know, I don't know anything else about it really so there's a monkey drunk there's <laughs> that's right there is a monkey oh my god yes okay <laughs> oh and all of the um there's a whole bunch of uh, robot chicken references to speed racer which is pretty funny nice <laughs> Yeah, I was watching um, uh, a little while ago. I was watching um, Robot Chicken episodes, and I was like, "This show is still funny. Like, it's still legitimately funny. Awesome, and I like it. <laughs> and also, it makes me feel like I'm a five year old because I'm like, ha ha, he fell down. That's <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's all my notes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the um. The, the one uh, episode I referenced before with the um, uh, the class action lawsuit was so all the people that uh, all the villains that 
uh, Birdman fights in the original cartoon, a bunch of their villains, they just grab a bunch of them and then they have this class action lawsuit. Um, has one of my favorite bits because um, uh, uh, I really like my- Mentalk, the mind taker. Yes. Uh, as they- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, like they started with a different judge. And then I think by episode five, they had switched to Mentalk. And then in episode six, the you know in the weird continuity thing they kill off uh more or less like i think he shows up again but like uh uh the the first judge mitor uh gets killed gets whacked yes. as uh part of the like mobness of of fred <laughs> flintstone yeah. but uh but yeah so in so mentalk is just hilarious and and uh uh every everything he does makes me laugh but that's the episode where uh, the rival attorney is the brain thief. And so like he's a, a an opposing uh, mentalist or whatever you want to call it. And so they, they have this whole uh, sequence where, where like they do the deliverance uh, guitar versus banjo. And they're just like doing increasingly crazy, like superpowers at each other. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I believe you. Don't worry. And it's it's making me. It's like you're pouring salt on the wound. It's like I haven't watched yes. the and I need to look at them. It's gonna be so good. Yes. Uh, yeah, I definitely have to track down more of these and, and get my watch on. It'll be yeah. it'll be a good day when that happens. Be such yeah. a good day. <laughs> yes. But um. But yeah. Any other notes? I don't think so. I think that that's about it um it's a good show stands yeah. up yeah i i believe it i thoroughly yeah. believe it um because anytime you say anything i'm like oh yeah that part it's, <laughs> yeah but i definitely have to uh track some of this stuff down and have a rewatch and you know it makes me sad that these dvds are falling apart and maybe i need like one of those like humidors or something you know like a cool controlled environment you know not my sweltering apartment would Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. help a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. you could be like you know overheated and sweating but but you look through the glass and you have nice climate controlled dvds and you're like at least they're safe at least i've done (laughs) done what i can (laughs) done what i can for you survive (laughs) yeah make things just a little bit better yeah yeah um so yeah uh, if you can find it, go watch Harvey Birdman. It's great. Yeah. Um, it's aged well. Uh, well, I guess that's it. I was no help to this episode, but yes, I guess that's, that's it. okay. I was here. You were here. <laughs> yes. you, you brought all the knowledge and all the things. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, well, thank you so much for being here this week. Um, I guess that's going to be it for this episode of Off My Shelf. Until next time, you can follow along on Instagram and Twitter at OhMyShelf, or you can send an email to OhMyShelf at gmail.com. On the next episode, we're going to be talking about a couple of strange movies, um, Heathers and Hellboy. Hope you'll be here to listen.